For tonight's profile, it's the one guy that we missed in our Central Division preview series on the Toolbox. We've already seen them twice in preseason and once in regular season. So let's bring him in. The voice of the Cincinnati Cyclones, Everett Fitzhugh. And Everett, good start to the season here for the Cyclones, 5-2-2. Two, and two. What have you been most impressed about with this team early on? I think we don't have one scoring line. I think the fact that we've got 19 or 18 guys rather on our roster who have recorded at least one point. So we have a lot of guys who can fit into a lot of different roles. Defensively, this is the strongest team that I've seen in the now three plus years that I've been here. I mean, you're outscoring your opposition 10-3 to in the third period. Like To be able to do that, I think is something spectacular. And, and um, just the versatility of this squad, offensively and defensively, that is the biggest key, I think, to this team's success so far. One of the things that you and I talked about the last couple of years was teams taking on their identity. And I thought Cincinnati, with Matt McDonald, a former defenseman, really highlighted defense. What do you see from Matt Thomas, what has he brought with him some previous coaching experience in this league? I think the, and this is going to sound really cliche, but I think the the hard-nosed, hard-working tough to play against, that is what this team wants to be. Now, it's only I guess today's game 10, so we're nine games into the season, so this could change, very well must change, and end of next week or a week and a half, two months later doesn't we don't know, but I think this team wants to be the toughest and hardest team to play against on the ice. If we win 2-1, to one, or seven to one, like we did Friday in Kalamazoo, doesn't matter. As long as we outwork you, as long as we make you realize that you just play the Cyclones, be it on defense, be it on specialty teams, be it even offensively, but we want to, to make sure that this team leaves that lasting impression of you just played us and you're gonna remember it. 13 goals in the two wins this weekend. Seven, as you mentioned, against the K-Wings. Six against Brampton on Sunday afternoon. But I want to talk about the other side of the ice. Yeah. Is this one of the best goaltending tandems in the league with Hauser and Johansson? When they're both on, absolutely. And, and I think Michael Hauser, going back to his time here a couple of years ago, and then earlier than that in his career before I got here, Michael Hauser at any one given time is hands down the best goaltender in this league. And I think Jonas Johansson, still young, um, they have high hopes for him in Buffalo. I mean, they, they want him to start in Rochester, and eventually down the line, they want him to at least back up in Buffalo at some point. So, he has a lot of pressure, I think, on him, but when he's on his game, again, very young, very athletic. He's six foot three, six four, so he's a big goaltender in net. Uh, takes up a lot of space in net, and he is, again, when he's on his game, he's the best player on the ice, but I think his biggest issue is that he'll have a good game. He'll have two good games, then he'll give up four. He'll have another bounce back, have a really good game the next day, give up four more. So we're trying to, and by we I mean the organization, Buffalo, Rochester, the Cyclones, trying to get him to have that consistent play from Monday to Friday, all throughout the week, so that when you get to those back-to-back -back situations, those three-in-a-row situations, you can, you can compete and play well in all three of those games. You talk about that affiliation with Buffalo and Rochester, and of course the guy at the top there is someone we're very familiar with, Jason Bottrell, from his time in the Penguins organization. How beneficial is that affiliation, Ben? Almost maybe better than you thought with just how much work they do in not only placing guys here that they want to, but also helping you guys by signing players like Canodal and like Weidman. 
I tell you what, I'll say this. You weren't lying when you were talking about the the Randy Sexton and, and Jason Bottrell and, and their relationship together. They have done a fantastic job uh, not only wanting to foster talent, but they are giving the Cyclones players that they see fitting into Buffalo and Rochester plans long term. There are 12 guys on this roster, and these aren't just expiring contracts. These aren't just guys who had their shot and, you know what, we have to pay them. Might as well put them somewhere else. These are guys, and even the ones that they did sign for us, your Canodals, your Atwals, your your Florentinos, your Weidmans, these are guys that they see putting together good minutes in Rochester. A guy like Devontae Stevens, uh, Joe Hansen, like I just mentioned, guys that they see in Buffalo at some point down the line. So it's been a really good relationship. We had uh, Randy Sexton, an NHL assistant general manager, coming to uh, came to our game two weeks ago. I've never seen that before, ever. I've never seen an NHL GM coming to uh, an ECHL building to watch uh, his his minor league affiliate play. Uh, Jason Bottrell routinely will text and call Matt Thomas. How's everything going down there? I saw your game. I heard your game. This is what I thought. He's getting uh, this type of feedback straight from the top, and I think that only goes to help this affiliation and to help their prospects get better. That's outstanding. That's something that we. I've always told people in Wheeling, it's something that we have that not a lot of teams do, and you guys are getting a chance to see it now for the first time in a while. You've seen everybody in the division so far. What's your impressions on the Central? Can you kind of put a finger on a style so far? You know what? I said this on paper coming into the season, and I still firmly believe it. I think the team that comes out of this division is going to win the Kelly Cup. I firmly believe that. I think this is going to be the toughest division in the league. You look at Toledo. I mean, Toledo's Toledo. They're going to be up there. I think Indy uh, has been able to put together some good hockey. I think they're doing a nice job building off of last season. Kalamazoo, um, if they can keep their injury bug in check, I think they're going to make life pretty miserable for a lot of teams. Um, you know, although I'm loving Fort Wayne being 2-5 and five right now, that's not going to last long. I mean, they just got Sean Sidlowski back, and he's a guy who's, what, three times, I think, ECHL MVP in the last few years. So, uh, you know, I still think it's wide open. Um, if I had to pick my top four as of right now, I'd say it's going to be in no particular order. I think it'll be Toledo, it'll be us, it'll be Kalamazoo, and I think it'll be Indy. But, again, not taking anything away from, from Wheeling. I know you've only played five games, but very talented team from what everyone has been saying from what I saw the first uh, game we played uh, Wheeling and then also Fort Wayne because they have the experience and because they have all of those big returning veterans who know this league they've been there before they've got that chip on their shoulder because last year Fort Wayne finally gets over the Toledo bug and then they fall to Colorado that's something they, they want to try and redo uh, and get a do-over but I think it's going to be tough but you know I, I think it's we're in for a surprising year there's going to be some teams that we've seen before, not going to be there at the end. What's it like having the games between Wheeling and Cincinnati truly mean something again? And, I, and every game means something yeah. at some point, but now head-to-head -head with division pride on the line. Well, it, it, to be able to say that this game tonight potentially could be a first-round playoff preview, I think that's something that we haven't had uh, with this rivalry in a while. And, and going back to the old Cyclones days, back in the early 2000s, and, and even in the early uh, 2010s, like, this was a rivalry that folks circled Wheeling on their calendar a lot like the Cyclones now circle Fort Wayne on their calendar. I think this has that potential to turn into the biggest rivalry in the division now because you have teams that are so close. These games now mean a whole lot with one another. You also throw in the fact that we play in preseason. 
every single year, the last 20 years it seems like. So, uh, But to be able to say that, you know, the, the, that last game we play against each other uh, in February and March could potentially determine who goes where or who goes home in the playoffs, I think that's something very exciting. I love it. Nailers and Cyclones going at it tonight. Everett Fitzhugh, thanks so much for a few minutes of your time. And, man, I'd love to have a playoff series against you guys. That'd be a blast. Oh, I would not mind a weekend or a week and a half in the wheel, seven-game series. That'd be a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Ever fits you, the voice of the Cincinnati Cyclones, our guest on the Wheeling Office Supply and Emission Report. More after this on the Nailers Broadcast Network.